previously on Poldark, Uncle Charles died. But good news, Demelza has been accepted by the Poldark family, and she's also pregnant, and we Leisure also hit copper at the very end of the episode, and it was Christmas. So, I mean, things can only go up from there, right? Let's tune in and find out this week. You got to know when to hold them. When to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your... And we're back. Season 1, Episode 5 of Poldark. Absolutely. It has not slowed down, Dave. And, uh... We did get some context from listeners that this is actually based on a book series, which mm-hmm. seems like something we should have realized from the jump when we jumped into the show. Uh, what well, says it in the opening credits, which you skip? That wait, it does. It says this is based on a book series. It says based on the the novels or the books by uh, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course that, that J.K. Rowling, yeah. Uh, but but no, it does acknowledge it. Yes. Okay. Well, that kind of blew my mind, and it makes a sense why this show just kind of runs through plot lines, because there's an entire series of books there, which is not mind-blowing, I'm sure, for many of our listeners who just did an ounce of research. Uh, but to me, it, it is. There's, there's 12 books, and there's only five mm-hmm. seasons of the show. Okay, I mean, how many, how many Game of Thrones books are there? Four? Three? Well, I mean, they did also take, take the ending... But is it like one book a season there? I think there's like five books there or something. Or four or five. Yeah. Oh, okay. No one cares So anymore. this doesn't do a book a season. This. No, no. There, there's there's 12 of them. Uh, and I think they cover quite a lot of ground each season. Uh, I, I didn't look ahead. At least I, two? I, At least two? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to spoil it for myself, so I, I have not read ahead. Uh, but the first book was published back in 1945. And the most recent and last book was published in 2002. All right, so that you know, there's world for the Poldark books to come back. I, I guess. I mean, Winston Graham he lived to be 95 from 1908 to 2003, so I, I don't know. Uh, so he he wrote the last Poldark book when he was 92 years old. I mean, I guess I I, I assume so. <laughs> All right, well then I guess he can't come back. I was under the assumption when you were on that line that it might have been two authors. No, 92. Winston Graham was even 91. Yeah, I mean, it gives me hope that Julian Fellows will be around. You know, it'd be a hundred for us. Oh, of course he will. He's if, if he can, he's gonna be behind bars though. Yeah, uh, but I think was it, each book has uh, certain focuses. Like the first one is called Ross Poldark. The second one is Demelza. Then there's a, a Jeremy Poldark, which I assume will be his child. Then Warligan, then other stuff going on. Uh, this has already been adapted into a TV show back in 1975. In the 70, 1975, 16-episode yeah. series. And then there was a seven, second 13-episode series. Uh, who knew? <laughs> who knew? We, uh, well, apparently, a lot of people did. I, I, I wish to know no more because I am currently enjoying the show and just letting it wash over me every week with plot after plot after plot twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's really... That's it is a it is overwhelming how quickly this moves sometimes in a good way. Mm-hmm. For sure, um, Dave. Is there any big news from the Crown, uh, Down Abbey? 
Bridgerton that we have to cover? Well, big big news to who? Because there's there's plenty of news. Okay. But you you don't you don't think the Emmys are great? No, I think they're a waste of time. <laughs> they gave a, uh, they gave an Emmy to Claire Foy for her four minute speech in, in that one episode of The Crown. I mean, mm-hmm. do they just hand out the, these things as jokes? I mean, that it's four minutes of nothing. Like I, I okay. <laughs> That's all, that's all I'm saying. The Emmy, I'm, I'm on the Emmy website now, and it is awful. What do you mean? The layout is. I'm trying to just oh, get okay. all of the an article so we can just run over all the winners who won from all the, the big ones. Well, I mean, yeah, right. The Crown won Best Drama. Debatable, but sure. Okay. I mean, we like. Well, let's the show, see what but... it's against. Let's let's. Okay. It's, it's against Bridgerton. Uh, I think it's better than Bridgerton for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely more. It's uh, the boys. <laughs> I like the boys a lot, <laughs> but that's not the same. But the Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, This Is Us. What a Wait, wow. murderer's row. What? What are these? Did they just pull them from a grab bag? Like, okay, I would never compare The Mandalorian to The Crown. This is absurd. <laughs> lead actor in a drama, Josh O'Connor. Lead actor? Wait, he's a lead actor? Best lead actor. He's going a, against... In only like half uh, the season. <laughs> he beats Reggie Jean Page. And uh, Sterling K. Brown, and wait, jo- what? Jonathan Ma- Majors, yep. How is best lead actress in a drama series? Olivia Coleman, winner over uh, Emma Corrin, Elizabeth Moss, M.J. Rodriguez, Journey Smollett, and uh, Uzo Aduba. Okay. Uh, let's go are are these supposed to be ringing bells? <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to find going oh, through these these categories. No, I found it. Jillian Anderson won for supporting actress. I mean, she already won the Golden Globe, and then Tobias Memzies won for Prince Charles, our boy Prince Charles. Uh, and I know people were excited about that. Uh, people who who've watched, I think, was it his other show, Outlander, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one stuck in my craw because he was up against Michael K. Williams, who recently passed away, and you can't even compare what Tobias Memzies is doing in like. He's barely even in this past season of The Crown, for, for what it's worth. He doesn't even have an episode really focused on him. He's like a B-plot at best in one of the episodes. And what Michael K. Williams did in Lovecraft Country, which isn't that great of a show, I don't think, was incredible. No, but he's incredible. And he's even not into that much, but his episodes are... Next level. Harrowing. And then like, you, he's great. You toss in that the Emmys... Uh, what was it? They awarded, I think, I think almost all their act- actors were like white not people of color I think maybe one person it was just like come on this is this is just Netflix paying for awards sorry people we like the crown I don't respect the Emmys I don't respect this awards institution it's all bought off when Netflix is collecting 44 awards for all these shows that are debatably the best show on TV I mean don't even get me started on Queen's Gambit being better than Mayor of Easttown okay Let's let's just get back to, to pull dark here. There's no other news. No Downton Abbey, the new generation news. Nah, none, none that I'm Attitude aware of. Attitude era. Just at that new Dan Stevens movie coming out. Uh, I'm your man, where he play, portrays a robot and speaks German. I did not realize that Dan Stevens speaks uh, th- three languages: cousin Matthew, uh, which is German, I think, and Swedish and uh, English. And the entire movie is in German, and it's getting rave reviews as a 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Great. So if you got 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 a need for Matthew, cousin Matthew, even if it's in German, 
you know where to look now. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of looking at actors, let's jump into Poldar. Let's look at them, Dave. What, what, what do you see this episode? I mean, our somebody that we kind of know, Mark, one of the miners, is looking at an actor, uh, actress. We want to start there. We want to start with this plot line. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> this is. Uh, uh, I barely even recognized him from past episodes. Like we're supposed to like almost have some affiliation with this guy. Yeah, he's like a, a he's like a, a pro Ross goon in the like fight against Demelza's family. Like he's he just he there. shows up. Okay. He looks like if so Seth he, Rogen was around back then, this would be that guy. Yeah, he's um, he's like a late late season Sons of Anarchy member. Mm-hmm. We are like, oh yeah, I guess they killed enough people. We just needed to get some warm bodies in here. Yeah, and and I guess the acting troupe is just passing through, and mm-hmm. he's just got his eyes on one. Karen. Her name's Karen. Yep. I I just knew that that was Sienna from uh, Bridgerton. That that that's uh, that's all I knew. Uh, no wonder she looked familiar. Yeah, and I think I'll just keep calling her Sienna because that's just uh, I Karen. That's the yeah, I can't remember that name. Um, Karen, what are you talking about, Karen? <laughs> There's a lot of Karens out there, Dave. I don't I don't know if you heard. Uh, <laughs> hard hard to remember. Well, she kind of acts like a Karen at one point in the episode. Please elaborate, Dave. So we see that in the true Ross form, even though this whole episode is about how Cornwall is about to collapse under the, the this um, mining sort of uh, bidding war or whatever to establish the price of copper, Ross, despite being a, a, a new father even in this episode, hooks Mark up with a house so that he can marry this actress who he just met. I mean, debatable if it's a house. It's more like a shanty. It's a shack. Yeah. I mean, it's it has two, two rooms. It's a fixer-upper. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we see that he's marrying this traveling actress. Mm-hmm. And she's straight up like, eh? Yeah. She, she doesn't say it explicitly, but she looks at the house, and her face reads like, "That that's it? This is all? That's it? That's all? <laughs> and Mark and, is like, we'll make a home of this yet. Meanwhile, we have Ginny, who lives in like under the stairway. Mm-hmm. With a with a child and a husband who is, I mean, maybe according to the timeline, should be released from prison <laughs> next <day> episode. <laughs> yeah, but this is a you know I kind of feel I feel for Mark. You know, mm-hmm. these miners have a tough life, and who knows where he was even living before that? He was probably living on on the, on the dirt road. This is really nice. I mean, honestly, she should be happy. What what expectations did she have as a traveling actress? I, I don't know. This guy seems to be trying as hard as he can. Yeah, and I mean, we can weave in, uh, might as well just weave it in now. Mm-hmm. The doctor is in town. Dr. Ennis. Yeah, Dwight. He's uh, Ross's friend. Yeah, who called the doctor? Who's in Who's in town to do a study on, on lung diseases mm-hmm. and, and sort of mining health issues. At first, I thought he was there to help deliver the baby. Which I thought was like, right. yeah, I was like, but then at the same time I thought that's a lot of trust to put in your friend to be to be looking down there at your wife to help deliver this baby. I, I don't know. I mean, in that day and age, I feel like you know, if you know somebody who can 
healthily deliver a baby, call him in. Local discount. But this is this is the guy who stitched up Ross. Yeah, we learned this is the guy who helped uh, give him the scar and, and save his life. Well, not give him the scar, but you know the scar that we see today. Minimize the what, what could have been a worse scar. Right. Uh, makes me wonder how bad he got hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a line where he he's like, oh yeah, well she's. You know, I'm a lot better now, and Ross is like, "Well, one would hope." So, mm-hmm. is Ross supposed to be ugly? Yeah, I think he got some reconstructive surgery. That's why he's so handsome now. They just redid his face. That would make sense. So, well, this guy, the doctor, is in town, mm-hmm. and he kind of hovers in the background for most of the episode. But Karen is like obsessed with him. She keeps staring at him. He's a at handsome Karen's guy. Own wedding. He is a handsome guy. He's no Ross, but he's handsome. Yeah. At, at, her own wedding she's like who's this guy i want to dance with him mm-hmm. and, and, and then we we, we continue we, we do see he's a good guy though because he, he's like um talking with some doctors and he, he's very much going to bat for natural medicine <laughs> um yeah and and he's a man of the people he talks to dr choke who is uh i think he's turning into a sort of heel dr clarkson in this show he's not a very likable guy <laughs> that's fair <laughs> and he's talking about medicine being expensive and, and Dwight is is like I shouldn't medicine be something for everybody and not something for the elite? Yeah. And he's like, Why don't you try living off of uh giving medicine to everybody and not just giving it to the elite? Just let people heal up, you know? Just take mm-hmm. five. Um and I think the only other thing that really we really see with Dwight this episode is uh he talks with George a little bit, right? What, at the party? Yeah. The, I mean, I think he just sort of hovers. I don't. Did he yeah. make a? Um, this episode flew by. All things considered, dude, I rewound so many times this episode because every scene had something going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just could not um, keep up. I was just too busy taking notes. Yeah, where's I, the? I, I, I think he just sort of hovers. Yeah, it's not. It's in, nothing until of note and, and Karen looks at him. Yeah, Karen is is giving him the eyes. Yeah. You know, it almost gets to the point, Dave, too, where, like, especially knowing this is based on a book series now, uh, they're almost cramming a little bit too much, I feel like, in some episodes. Even though these are full hours, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot, man. This is this is just... And even if it's just adding to characters and, and shading them just a little bit, it's it's a lot to keep keep track of. Yeah, I agree completely. It's a, it's a bit. I'm not... I'm, I could use some slowing down. Right. And especially not, considering time passes so quickly. Yeah, and I'm not complaining necessarily. I, I just want to enjoy my food a little bit, you know? I'm, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm at a restaurant and they serve me a good meal. And then I'm just like furiously like cutting and forcing the, the, the meat in my mouth because I know they got another table waiting that, that they need to sit or something, you know? Well, I feel like that's the, a more apt comparison would be going to like a 13-course meal okay. where every course is amazing and you're like, Man, I just want to get to know Dwight, Dr. Dwight, a little mm-hmm. bit, but you're force-feeding me, George, and yeah. you're force-feeding me, Demelza, and Verity, and Captain Blamey. Yeah. Like, you just can't enjoy one thing because the next thing is coming in so so quickly. and Coming in hot. It's also an equally good piece of food that you want to digest. For sure. Uh, and which, which next uh, piece of the story do we want to digest, Dave? Do you want to talk about? Well, I feel like all, there's some like key events that kind of play into other things. Mm-hmm. So, do we just want to talk about the the mining in general? 
yeah, there's a lot of talk about mining this episode. Uh, apparently, the the value of uh, ore has, has uh, of copper has fallen all of a sudden. Uh, well, it's it's already low, and they're kind of having this this committee meeting, mm-hmm. or what's the word that they call it? Um, whatever it is, to establish the price. Mm-hmm. And they know that the more that the warligans have, the more they can control, the more they can profit. Right, they control and the prices. So we find out that Ross finds out that Dr. Choke sold his shares of Wheel. Which, mind you, is hilarious to me. Because... Oh, and, and it's at the christening of baby Juliet, who is his daughter. Yeah. The, the funny thing to me is, last episode we were saying, like, you know, he just found out at Christmas time that uh, his wife is pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was joking, like, next episode that baby's going to be shooting out of her. And it is. It literally is shooting out of her this episode. And and they there's a big baby too. I guess, so I guess let's just talk about she, she gives birth to the baby uh-huh. while she goes to the play. Yep. And they're watching the play, and this is the first we see of this Karen. And Ross walks up to Mark and says, "Hey, are those wedding bells that I hear? Are you gonna ask her a question sometime soon?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know." <laughs> and then Demel's is like, "Oh, I gotta go," and she goes, and then the play's over, and he's like, "Hey, how what?" That was really good. And then Dwight is like, you better get home. She's going to give birth. It, it's absolute madness to me. I mean, this is the speed at which the show is moving at that usually I – correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but when women have their first child, it's not a, a quick, brief experience. They're in labor for like upwards of six hours, hours at least. And well, How long is this, this play? I mean, they're not doing Macbeth, I don't think. I, I don't think they're doing Hamlet for four hours up there. Uh, that baby had to have slid out of there on some like oil or something, man. That thing just how it how was did, slip and slide. Yeah, how did it get out of there so quickly? Like it, it's wild to me. Uh, and again, the, they they she was just pregnant, and so we already know at the end of the last episode that George has bought some of the stocks. So you're telling me now that that it took nine months for for Ross to find out that George had stock, but then they treat it in this episode as if it just happened. But we know it can't have just happened because she's been pregnant for several months now. With that, oh, that he just got the stock. Yeah. Well, I think there's probably all these murmurs going around, and they're just sort of because they're talking about the smelting, which we'll get to. Sure. And, and he just says, "Oh, oh that, I confirmed it." Yeah, yeah. But that 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 scene. So Julia is born, giant mm-hmm. baby, perfectly yeah. healthy. Uh-huh. Ross bolts into the house, and he's like, "Demelza, Demelza!" And for a second, I thought maybe the baby was dead because they're playing it super dramatic. Mm-hmm. And then he hears a crying, and he's like. <sighs> the baby's already there. It's it's the baby's the, already there. The baby's talking and walking. <laughs> yeah, that baby's gonna be like five years old by the next episode at this rate. And he just says to Demelza, "You missed a good show." <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, so we go to the the christening, mm-hmm. and it's this event of uh, chaotic proportions where some of Demelza's people are kind of there, rubbing shoulders with the Poldark family. And they're talking outside, and I forget who it is. It must be the the guy with the sideburns who like bankrolled him. Yep. It says that like, oh, it's confirmed that that uh, George has know, stock. George has your stock, and hold on. Was, but there's there's other people name? who are looking to sell, and and so they got to make sure that George does not take control uh, of all the stock. Oh, but Ross's reaction is like he's having a drink with his boys on the porch. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Sorry, dude," and he's like. 
come on, bro. Oh, man. And then George walks out. He's like, what's going on, guys? And Ross is like, hey, man, I heard you you got shares. Mm-hmm. And George is like, really look forward to doing business with you, Ross. And then Ross is like, yep. And then he goes inside and he does that, like, Tom Branson, like, lip bite. Like, he, he's not thrilled with the world right now, even though it's his baby's yeah, christening. And, and at that baptism, he, he like, uh, yeah, he walks in there. And uh, we hear Teague uh, say to someone else, Poldark must have lowered his standards, you know, because he's with Demelza. But Francis pulls up next to him and is like, you know, a child changes everything. And, uh, what was it? Well, Teague is not Teague anymore, either. Ruth? No. She's no longer Ruth Teague. She's married. She is married. But... I was going to say, if all the side characters' life do not progress Mm -hmm. while Ross's does, that would be unfair. Yeah. But Francis says something to, to Ross where it's like, my wife is quite attractive, right? Which is like, what? Oh, no. He says something even weirder than that. Oh, man. Where is it? I wrote this down. It's more or less my wife Elizabeth is hot. Is... <laughs> he says, my wife is perfection. Is she not? Like, well, who says that to to their friends? Like, check out my hot wife, bro. Not even to your friend, but to your friend that you know. Your cousin. Had a crush on it was your cousin and your, like, best friend and someone that had a thing for your wife. And you basically swept in when he was presumed dead. Mm-hmm. And now he's just like, check her out, bro. He's <laughs> like, so what do you think? Huh? Huh? And Ross is just, you know. Ross is like, I don't, are you serious, man? Like, leave me alone. My wife just gave birth, bro. Like, right. And then I think, yeah, stuff. around the same time, he gets the news about the shares. And he says he would, Ross would rather starve before uh, someone else t- takes over more of leisure. So, you know, he's, 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 well, you got to take the bad with the good. And when the good comes bad, the bad comes the good. And yeah, he's gonna live his life like he should. Exactly. Uh, so continuing with the mining uh, storyline that's going on, he's got to appeal to his investors to to stake him out a little bit longer. That you know the prices of uh, copper will go back up. And but he talks to some other miners in the pub. Mm-hmm. Has a few drinks, and he says he's talking to one of his mining friends, and he says, you know. So maybe the mining itself is not all we need the money for. If we could start a smelting plant, if all the miners could come together and pool our resources and start a smelting plant, we could control the price of the copper because we would be, you know, melting it down and turning it into all the goods that we need to turn it into. And he's like, I'm just saying. Right. And, and, and he it, walks away. Yeah, he's just saying it to like one guy initially. And that guy says to himself, that's absolutely genius. <laughs> but I don't think, no, he's not saying it to, the guy he's talking to is like, yeah, it's a good idea. But then we do like a little camera move and there's the other guy who's like, huh? Yeah. And Ross just goes, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Just playing here. Uh, and, and meanwhile, I mean, we, we saw while Ross rode the town, he had the, he, he gave some coins to some miners because they're just out of work now because uh, things aren't going too hot at the mine. And there's, there's riots going on we hear about because the industry is on its knees uh, with this mining. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should we call it? And so, anyways, yeah, Ross he wishes to to raise money. Uh, and that he's going to go through this idea. He has an idea of you know doing the, the smelting plant. So that's when he gets the group together. Mm-hmm. But he's like, can't let George know about this. You know, this is going to be something where we kind of cut him out of the situation. We control all the materials that make. Uh, you know that 
form what we make here, you know. And uh, people are into it. People are into the idea, except Francis can't afford anything. He's sitting in on it, but he doesn't have any, enough money to help support it. <laughs> yeah, and do we want to just keep talking about wrap up what happens with Francis? Right. I mean, we do learn that since he's inherited uh, his own mind, the grambling mind from uh, from his uncle, that his his father. Yeah. Yeah, his father. Ross's rather, uncle. Uh, that things aren't going too hot there. Uh, uh, you know, just like every other mine, it, it, it's on hard times right now. And so mm-hmm. things aren't going ho- well at home. Things could be going sideways. Yeah, and um, we see that he's not really taking the initiative and the house is sort of, you know, the Poldark name is being put into question. Yeah. And even though he still has plenty of time to see Margaret, his uh, friend of the night, it's getting tough to sort of keep the lifestyle up. Mm-hmm. So they get invited to a society party at George Warligan's house. Well, no, doesn't fr- doesn't Francis say like there's a house party he's throwing? Or no, no, it's, the, the, it's George. Come, They're all invited to George. right to a house party. Yeah, but it's like a you know like a snob party. Like mm-hmm. Demelza really wants to go, and Ross is like, not that kind of party. This is going to be like four dudes and a, and a prostitute hanging out, and. And there's probably going to be poker, and that's going to be it. Right. It's when you have a card night with the guys, and then the one guy wants to bring his girlfriend, and it's just like, come on, man. <laughs> we, we just, we're we just throwing down here. And it, and sure enough, when we cut to the party, it's it's George, mm-hmm. it's Ross, it's Dwight. The Sanson Francis. It's this, the corn man, the corn farmer. Yep. And then Margaret is hovering around. Yep. And they're playing Go Fish. Or, or, or some kind of uh, card game, Uno. Yep, we see uh, Ross is a, uh, or no, not Ross. Francis is just bleeding chips. He's not good at gambling. He does not have a poker face, and and I mean anyone could tell you that if you watch any of these episodes thus far. The guy just has this stilted look on his face at all times. He looks perpetually stunned at everything he, he sees. So. Yeah, he looks like clinically depressed. <laughs> like this guy's been <laughs> yeah. through a lot. Yeah, he's he's been doled and I'm not making light of that, but this the Francis character is definitely played to be this this like absolutely defeated man at every corner. Except when he's like, check out my hot wife over here. <laughs> Isn't she perfect? But the check out my hot wife over here is his like compensating <laughs> yeah. for what you know, all of the other flaws in his life. It's kinda of sad actually. We even see Francis in this episode kissing the neck of Margaret. We see that, you know, uh, yeah, we see that well, when you talk about how he's still spending money, mm-hmm. there's a shot and it shows a necklace going on, and you think maybe he's giving it to Liz. It's no, 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 no. He's no, giving no, it to no. Margaret. Gonna be wanting that back when you need some money, bro. <laughs> so we see that this game is coming to a head, and they're like, is it Dwight's? Like, how much is he playing for? And Ross is like, he's playing for a lot, man. <laughs> a lot is at stake. He's about to put up the, the, then, the rights to his uh, his mine. <laughs> But we don't. We I don't think we is that outright found out until after. I think yeah, after the the fact that we we learned that yeah. Oh yeah yeah, and so yeah, he loses he loses the mind to this corn Samson. And he, Samson. Samson, I think. That's how I. Pre- Samson. 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 It is Samson with an N. Okay. Samson, and and so like he loses it. And he still has that same dumb look on his face. It hasn't changed. He just always looks the same, Francis. He's just like, oh, no. Did it again. His eyes, his pupils don't dilate anymore. They're thoroughly, he's, he's done. He's seen it all. Uh, yeah. Um, that's just, you know, representative of people of Bridgeport, Connecticut, where this actor's from. That's how we react to things. Just like, oh, 
you know, if you ever met us in real life, we just act the same as uh, this yeah, we, just, we just gamble away our, our <laughs> life and our eyes just get, you know, it just seem like we're suffering all the time. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, that Samson leaves in a hurry, though, because there's all of a sudden riots going on outside. Yeah, the miners are going nuts because I think everyone's like kind of aware. Like, this stinks. This whole thing's rotten. Mm-hmm. And they start stealing Samson's corn. <laughs> yep. And he's got, like, his boys out there with guns and stuff. And he's like, stop there. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and that's pretty much him for this episode. It was just him just, like, yelling at people uh, when they're Samson? riding. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Francis has to go to, the, to his own. Well, he's got to tell his family. We see Elizabeth is like. Verity, the rest, Aunt Agatha, things about to change <laughs> because Francis here bet the mine mm-hmm. and lost, and then we see Francis. Well, he going, even, yeah, he's like he's like very like uh, ashamed of what he did. He, like he can't even fe- own up to like what he's done. <laughs> huh? I wonder why. Yeah, and uh, so we see. We see that we go to the mine, and this is the last scene of the episode. It's not wheel leisure. It's the gambler. Grambling. Uh, leisure. Yeah. And he's making his sort of last speech. He's like, look, this isn't my mine anymore. I want to thank everybody, but I thought this would be in my family for generations. But things happen. And who shows up but Ross? Yeah, he's watching that. And, and Ross goes up to Elizabeth, and he says, hey, what can I do to help? And Elizabeth says... You, how, that's something that Francis has never one time asked me. Yeah, he doesn't ask about that anymore. Um, but it, it, the thing that left me like puzzled about this is like, so people are out of work and they're un- uh, upset, understandably. Mm-hmm. Does the other guy come in there and, and put in his own people, or like, are these people completely out of work, or, or is this like a wrestling match? Or like, yeah, and what? Yeah, what's the what's the what is the gain of gaining a mine if it's not profitable? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like wondering, is this like an I quit match? Where like okay, you got to close the mine for now, but six from six months from now, when they forget about it, they, they just come back, you know, to wrestling again after they lost the I Quit match because like oh yeah, well you I mean, know we'll find out next episode because six months will have passed. <laughs> That's true, and then all of a sudden Grand Leisure is back open, or it's the smelting factory is built upon it, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. Well, it, I mean, I feel like Sanson's about to play a very interesting role because he seems mm-hmm. he seems like a heavy. Know, why put this much power in one man's hand? And make him sort of an erratic man. Yeah. If you're not gonna put some some zhuzh mm-hmm. in his in his uh, pocket and his power going forward, so I, I have uh, I have high hopes for Samson. Yeah, and I, I feel like we're coming to a head with uh, Francis and Elizabeth because you know he said you know what I did was unforgivable, but he'll always love her, and she's just like, well, <laughs> words are words, bro. Don't write checks your your caboose can't cash. Yeah, and and, and she know she knows about Margaret. This is, so she she's got a lot of she's gonna have her moment soon. I think I can tell you're lying because when you're replying, you stutter. Uh, one last plot thread for this episode, and it is Verity. We also didn't talk about. Um, we can talk. Do you want to talk about that, or do you want to talk about uh, the parents? Oh yeah, that's right. They, De- Demelza's parents show up to the christening. Well, it's her dad, really, with his new wife, relatively yeah. new wife. He looks like a pilgrim. Like he looks like a reformed man. Yeah, he's cleaned up just a little bit. But he starts going in. And he's like, "Oh yuck!" 
I don't like he's like Puh. yeah what, what is this place and it even says the Teague you got your women out here flaunting their wares <laughs> and it's like well Ru- it's not Teague it's Ru- Tren- Trenegloss right. Trenegloss and, and, and she looks like she's married a guy who kind of looks like her yeah and she it's funny because he's like cover yourself up mm-hmm. who do you think you are <laughs> yeah. and then she she like sits with it for like a minute and then she's like husband aren't you going to defend my honor and the husband's like yeah why don't you, what are you doing talking to my wife like that it's like, this guy doesn't even know who this woman is <laughs> yeah and Ross is like look let's not do this yeah, and we be, see this is sort of like the society people are looking down on Ross and Demel's house they're looking down on their lifestyle mm-hmm. and and we see like the you know perpetually not caring Ross is like whatever dude like I'm just happy I'm super he, in love with my wife. And he must be doing okay, too. Baby. That, that he has coins to give out to some of the rioters. Like, that he's able to hook up his, his buddy with a, a shanty shack house. Uh, mm-hmm. he, so, you know, he must have made some money from the mine, you know, having some copper a little bit, you know, to keep him afloat. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, they showed up. And, yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like it's, it's weird to say, but I feel like we're underplaying the fact that there's a that Ross and Demel have a newborn baby. But so much happens in this episode. Like, what else are we going to say? And the baby's kind of an afterthought. It's just like, okay, I had a kid. We see Prudy is is jumping into nanny duties pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, we know there's more going on with Demelza because Judd sees her out in town going in Mm -hmm. somewhere. And that's the thing is, like, Demelza's just out and about without the child. So, like, it's just an afterthought just as much as uh, her dog. She's, She's... pretty fast to go to like the wedding and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's funny because elizabeth goes to see her after the baby is born yeah and we see like demel's is like getting up and moving around and, and elizabeth is like stop yeah, you just had a you child don't do this it's like look we know this is fiction but you don't need to keep getting up and sitting down you can be a little more realistic and where's garrick the dog i feel like he just appears and disappears for stretches on the show yeah if garrick is still kicking <laughs> I'm, I'm just very curious because down abby makes a distinct point this dog has died, new dog, then that dog has died, new dog. We go through three dogs in the Crawley house over the course of that show. And in Garrett can't make it through this whole show. Garrett has got to be old. Who knows? Maybe the show slows down all of a sudden. I don't know. Yeah. I have a, could people I think Garrett is a big deal in the show as far as like the fandom. So okay. I don't think Garrett is going anywhere, but I feel like Garrett is going to be some immortal dog. Until someone tries to kill him. And it's not it's obviously not gonna be Ross now, it's gonna be someone else. It's gonna be Francis tries to steal him. No, it, it well i don't Francis gotta eat. It will be more like George hires someone and they toss the dog over the cliff. That's how it's gonna happen. It's like Anchorman, they can just punt Garrick <laughs> yeah. off the side of the, the, they, the they stare at that cliff too much for someone to not die from that cliff at some point in time. Why not have it be the dog? Not saying that I advise or recommend that. But play it for a joke. <laughs> yeah, Garrick is going to wash up on the shore at the end of the episode. It, it, All will be forgiven. That's true. They'll, they'll punt the dog off, and then he'll just come paddling back at the end of the episode. And it's like, Garrick, you made it all along. Um, it's funny though, because like I hear about how there's all kinds of tours of, of whales in, in this area of the show, and they really mm-hmm. do milk that that cliff every episode for oh, all the exterior worth. shot. And I can see why well, they do a great job this one because it's like Demelza's kind of walking through and they always have like the hand through the grass sort of mm-hmm. thing and and it pans up and you see and then it's like pan around and she's like baby <laughs> yeah i kind of kind of want to go visit there it looks really nice um but yeah verity well you know who who's never left there 
is Captain Blamey. What a name. What a name still. I can't get over that being a real name. <laughs> well, it's not a real... It's a fictional name. It's just a... It's a weird fictional name. Yeah. Blame it on whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's funny. So, yeah, it's been a couple of years now since they they first met, but uh, Demelza bumps into this Blamey guy uh, because she knows that Verity's not over him yet. Mm-hmm. She actually, like, actively seeks him out. And she's like, you gotta seek her out again. You know, there's something still there. Yeah, and and at first, Blamey's like, get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. I've moved on. It's been years. Get out of here. Uh, yeah. You've done a good job cleaning up for yourself, but get out of here. Uh, like they, they tried to kill me. They tried to shoot me. Yeah. Don't you recall what happened last time? Um... But he reconsiders because, you know, Verity's just hanging around a lot of this episode. Yeah, she's been like a sad sack, and, and she, she's like very Edith supportive. of the show. Very much yeah. supportive of Demelza. She's, she's a nice Edith. She's not a manipulative Edith. Mm-hmm. And, and we see that and, and Verity, he gets in touch with her. Well, because we also see that Verity has a sketchbook, uh, and there's a, a she's sketching a boat. <laughs> uh, and, and then, that, you know, she's looking at the ocean all lonesome and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's a comment. Is it at the christening, or I, maybe Ruth is it? Bas- another comment about how basically Verity's just like unmarriable at this point. Yeah, she's old. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, L- Lamy, as he says, he's married to his ship and his profession now. He, yeah, he's looking. He's looking after a bunch of beautiful baby boats. Um, Demelza's telling him reconsider. You know. Verity's still single and probably will be for the rest of her life at this point. Yeah, and, and they know that how serious this is. Like, mm-hmm. Verity's kind of screwed. You're kind of screwed because you probably killed your ex-wife. <laughs> that's, that's still, still not resolved, but yeah, he, he more than likely may have. So we see that later in the episode, Blamey comes back around. Right, because Demelza goes back into town uh, with, Ver- with Verity, claiming to go shopping for cloaks. And then, you know, Ross kind of is, is smiling to himself like, oh, what else would you do if you weren't shoveling or, or you know, shopping for cloaks? <laughs> well, did you notice that there's like two or three different scenes in this episode where she's wearing the Fiona dress from Shrek? The, oh, the green dress? Yeah, she's like got it on all the time. It's like her Bart Simpson outfit. Like she's perpetually in it. I, I did not pick up on that, no, but she looks great in it. I, I, I kind of associate yeah, I mean, with, I'm not uh, knocking it. I associate with Brave. The, the the Pixar movie because she she's got oh, that wild red hair. Shrek? Yeah yeah, that, that's what I see. I think she has a green dress or some sort in that some kind of tunic. Um, but yeah, they bump into actual Lamy there in the shop. Verity's just like hamna hamna hamna. Bye, <laughs> can't deal. Yeah, she's like I don't want anything to do with you. And then it's like, oh guess what? There's a riot. Right. <laughs> so you want to talk about a captive audience? Uh-huh. Verity's shoved against the wall. She's like hiding out from all this. And Blamey's like, hey, you want to give me a shot? I think I deserve another shot. Let's just give this another go. Don't mind this riot going on behind us, okay? As people are getting like He's pitchforked like, not, and houses are on fire my, and everything. I got income. <laughs> yeah. I got stuff going on. I got fish. I got the sea. Let's give this another shot. <laughs> uh, don't mind the chaos. And, and uh... And she's like, you know what? Maybe this time, maybe this time it'll work as someone gets like shot in the face by Samson. So 
yeah. you know, love can be born under a bad moon. Who, who knew? Mm-hmm. Or reborn. Yes, exactly, because they never gave up the, the love. Yeah, I think that really covered the whole episode, right? Any any loose ends there? Are uh, we forgetting anything? I, I will say on Blamey that he looked younger this episode, because when they first introduced him, I was like, man, this guy looks harsh. And I, I feel like they softened. Yeah, he definitely does look, maybe the sea has been good on his skin. <laughs> yeah, it's been the a, salt water. It's more, been more cloudy than usual, so he hasn't doesn't have the same tan. He, he looks a little younger, because like, if they're really going to pair this guy off with her, at least make him a little bit more of a looker than he did when he first came on. Um, or at equal levels of being a, a sort of plain man. Yeah, for sure. We didn't mention that there was an auction this episode for, for some of their, their ore. Uh, that was for, to establish the price. Right. And we realized that it was not worth much of anything because... Yeah, so that's that's the thing that like they're, they walk into a bar, they're like, we're going to be paying them to take our yeah, copper. We got hoes, man. Uh, and... Hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like this industrial side of the thing. I know it's not the romantic angle, but I do like seeing Ross just build up this small empire. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's kind of like the post-Matthew Downton Abbey era, where yeah. they're trying to figure out how to be progressive. And, and, yeah, and I think we as fans like some sort of backbone that's not just the relationships. It's some sort of tension that's built into the scenery, you mm-hmm. know, like, Cornwall is is so pivotal to this show at this point. Yeah, and, and we do. And we're five episodes in. I know, and, and we do see a moment of uh, Margaret talking to Ross about, you know, what was it? Uh, how, how like her relationships may mean nothing with a lot of men, you know, because he's like kind of throwing some shade on on Francis, like don't put too much stock in that that necklace. And she's she's like, did did what we have matter? And he was like, every I, I or do you have any regrets? And he's like, I have no regrets. And she's like, well, you know where to find me if you ever... Because she's like, hey, how's everything going with your wife? And he's like, pretty great. And she's like, oh, come on. And it, she but, says to him, she says, you are always my weakness. It does seem to set up, though, like something down the line where they could definitely hit it off if things were to go sideways for a moment with Demelza. Ross has plenty of places to go if things go sideways with Demelza. That, that, is, that is fair. That is fair, Doc. Uh... <laughs> I just think that if he has a fight with Demel's in the future, he just takes out on the dog and then just <laughs> just kicks. He's the one that punts Garrick <laughs> yeah. off the off the cliff, and he's just like the dog can swim. Don't worry about it. Hey, well, we know Demel's family not taking her back, so she's yeah, the stuck with Ross. So. Yeah. So let's get to the rankings, huh? Well, was this a good episode? This was probably my least favorite one to date, but there was a lot going. I feel like we've gotten mm-hmm. a lot of info dumping. We kind of settled into the characters. And last week was a Christmas episode. Yeah. Last week sort of hit a positive end, and this felt like a train, uh, this, very much in motion. And yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm very much on board. I, I, I still like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not complaining about it. No. It was good. It wasn't great. Sure. Solid. So, getting to the power rankings, who do you have going down? I got Corey? the miners at number three. They are rioting up a storm. Uh, thing, okay. Things are not going well for them, and I hope they get some work soon. All right. Well, I got Mark going down at number three. Which one's Mark? Mark gets married. Who's Mark? Oh, oh, that Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark the minor. Right, because he doesn't realize. Because yeah, he's. I think this is a bad move, and we see that in the end of the episode. I believe Ross makes a comment to Dwight where he's like, "Dude, you got to stop, man." Mm-hmm. And I think this this Sienna's going to take advantage of him. I think maybe you're reading a little bit more than I did into that, but uh, 
yeah, I'll trust your word that there's going to be something. The right, I mean, there's a line in the in the episode about saying, "Point, stop, stop sure. playing these games." Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, number two going down, I got Elizabeth. The man, Francis, keeps cheating on her, and she's about to be on her on, on her butt. And, and we do. There was a scene too where. Demelza, I think, kind of hints to, to Ross that he's upset about Francis losing the money more because of what it means for Elizabeth, not necessarily what it means for like the family and the reputation and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Poor Elizabeth. Well, I got the minors at number two because their way of life is uh, threatened. They're holding their hands out for, for nickels from Ross. Yeah. From Big Daddy Ross. It is hard times. Number one, though, it's got to be None other again. It's Francis. Francis, the dude is just Boy's getting stomped on. He is just on a losing streak here. Uh, he he lost that mine like no one's business. He he's just bad at gambling, bad at life, poor choices. Yeah. Well, who's going up well, for who, you? Dave? Who you got going up? Well, going up for me, I got Sanson at number three. Okay. He won a mine. I mean, and we see he's like a he's a gunslinger. What, what kind of what what did he really win with that mine exactly though? <laughs> We'll find out. Okay. You know, I have Mark going down because he won something that might not be great. We got Samson going down because he won something that might be great. Okay. And he's he got to flex and and show how much of a cool buff boy he is. He's not that buff, though. He looks, he looks, He's pretty old. Uh, well, he's coming. He's coming for it. Okay. Uh, Demelza is number three for me going up because uh, she had a okay. kid. And she really helps Verity, uh, you know, get things in order. So good for Demelza, like putting other people over. Okay. Well, for number two, I got a tie between Roz and Demelza. Okay. Because they're both sort of feel like doing similar things in different areas. So, like, the kid obviously is a huge deal, but Ross is sort of on the DL trying to get all the miners to team up against George. Mm-hmm. And Demelza on the DL is trying to get Blame Me to get back with Verity. So I feel like they're kind of similar in different lines of uh, society. So... They get lumped together for, and the babies. Like we said, we underplay the baby. It's a big deal. They have a kid. Sure. Uh, even though the show doesn't necessarily treat it as such, after it kind of like forgets about it after the first five minutes. Um, Verity is number two for me going up. She's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, she may have a man finally. She may be getting over herself, and, and things are working out. So good for her. Okay. Who's number one, Dave? Well, and number one, I think was he number one. Was he number one? Was he in there? Episode. I got George at number one. This dude is—he owns the the system. Okay. Everyone's suffering. Everyone is like, there's riots going on. George is like, I'm having a poker game. And, and they hint. Come on over. And they hint at it too, like, oh, he's clearly not just wealthy because of whatever he's doing with the mines or something else going on. This guy just. Yeah, that's the thing stuff. that that uh, what's his name, Dwight, the doctor says he's like. Uh, two generations ago, this guy's great grandfather. Grandfather was a blacksmith. Like. This dude has totally lost sight of where he came from. He is mm-hmm. money. He is new money. He's rich. Yeah. And I'm about it. I think I think George is, is he's the heel that this show needs. He's a bad dude. I, I don't like and him. And when when it's revealed that he's the he has the shares, he doesn't play it like a bat. He's like, Yep. Yep. They they do such a good job of towing the line of Ross and his relationship. It's very good. I like it. Yeah. I'm into it too. Uh but I gotta give it to blame me this episode, man. He he doesn't let a riot stop him from professing his love <laughs> for for Blamey. Uh, I just don't like Blamey. For, for, for like I, I don't I don't care for him either. But you know he shot his shot at maybe the, the least opportune time, but he he made it. 
he, mm-hmm. he made the bucket. So props, props to do. Well, potentially, hopefully. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that it's already a done deal. This guy, it's hard to like top that kind of proposal there of being like, be with me while all that's going on. I'm blaming. Yeah. Come, come on and get on my boat. We'll sail away. Yeah. Well, that's that episode. Yeah. Well, have you been watching anything else, Corey? Anything? Just some Miami Vice, the- man. Still just rolling deep in, in Miami. I'm all in. I love it. Uh, just watching the good episodes I see on IMDb because there's 112 episodes and I only got so much time to, to roll with Don Johnson and uh, Phil Michael uh, Thomas. <laughs> uh, entertaining show, though. Great soundtrack. Yeah, that, that's all. I'm, I'm in the 80s now. I, I just needed to escape. All right. Is, is, is the soundtrack, like, current or is it, like, a, oh, you know, a couple years out of date? Well, the pitch for the show was MTV with Cops. So, like, literally the end episode where the cop breaks up with his girlfriend and they play Tina Turner's, like, What's Love Got to Do With It. It's, like, the hit songs of the time <laughs> during every scene. And, you know, the iconic scene at the top of the, the first episode, not the top of the episode, but, like, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, like, soundtracking them before a shootout. It's, it's heavy, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Interesting. Yeah, I've never. I've only seen the movie, so I I don't know if it's for you, Dave, but it's a uh, it's good background TV. Okay. Well, uh, I've I've watched one more episode of The Circle. So what happened? Like we recorded what last Wednesday? Yeah. And then I got in a car to go to the festival that I was playing. So I watched about thirty five ska bands, and then came home, and then I watched one episode of The Circle yesterday. So that's all I watched. Well, how'd, how'd your how'd your concert go that you performed at in Virginia? It was great. It was fun. It was a blast. It was uh, they needed you needed a vaccine card to get in proof of vaccine. We had to show mm-hmm. it when we got there with our ID. So it was one of those. It was pretty great. And where'd you stay at? Did you sleep there on the grounds? No, we had an Airbnb. Oh, nice. So it was fun. I think there's a live stream. So I don't know if it's a paid. I think it might be a paid live stream. Oh, what was the name of the, access, the place? So. It's called Supernova Ska Festival. And name of your band. In, the name of the band is Hardcore Karaoke Pylon Extravaganza. Hardcore Karaoke Pylon Extravaganza. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like a thing you need to know, but because it's a band that like comes and goes with the with with the need. Sure. So, okay. It was fun. Good time. So awesome. We saw a lot of live music. So that's that. But. All right. Well, listeners, we will return next week. We'll be doing another uh, Patreon episode soon, Dave. We need to lock that. Oh yeah, in. definitely. It has to. Ha- we got to do that next week. So yes, <laughs> we need to get on that. So we're gonna figure out what movie to watch in the Lord of Grantham Lounge. I will literally finish this and post in the Lord of Grantham Lounge when we're wrapped here. And otherwise, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes if you so choose. Uh, find us on mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Podbean website. Hit us up at Lords of Grantham at Gmail. Dave and I are both on Twitter. Lords of Grantham on Twitter, Facebook. You know, all the places. Just hit us. All the places. Exactly. You know what to do. Yeah. Catch you next time on the pod.